foreseen where compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down in the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. In this kingdom, I'm amazed how busy the enemy is, but more importantly, how successful he is at snatching truth from all of us. Amen. It's amazing how fired up you get on Sundays and where you end up by the next Sunday. So much happens during the week where truth is taken from you. Now watch. Last Sunday, the Lord said, do you know your race? And we said that the first race is the race for eternal life. Thank God for two people. That's the first race. So the second race that's equally important is the race for your destiny. Why God sent you to the earth. You cannot live and die, and then you get before God, it's all, oh, well, that's you, huh? Because I don't have, I don't see my plan at all. And all you have to say is, oh, I work for Bell South or for Bank of America or I had a contracting firm or, or whatever. All you do is get up, go to work and make money and then live. And that's all you do. But what's your race? Why is God keeping you alive? Those of you that came from the street, why didn't that bullet hit you? Why did he preserve your life? He's looking for it. And he's going to ask you for it. I didn't save you for you to just be pretty. Or to be handsome. You know, whatever. We just pulled up and the Amabara driver and said, this other Amabara looks so good and you can see the glory on him. I said, yeah, it's for a purpose. It's not for him to be handsome. God is looking for fruit. And when Jesus came to a tree and didn't find fruit, what did he do? He cursed it. He said, and the Bible speaks about cursed children. And the reason I keep pointing these things out is because we are living in a generation where preachers are not preaching the truth. They're just hooping. I'm making noise. I'm glad for this uh, bishop that is calling out uh, Jamal Bryan. And his craziness. And New Birth now has become the 
the, the house of uh, gay marriage and everything else and LGBTQ, and the man is going to them to apologize on behalf of pastors. No, he's apologizing on behalf of himself. Because forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled. Hallelujah. Just because you don't believe it won't change a thing. You might be a liberal and claiming to be a Christian. But you're going to be shocked. The Bible speaks about cursed children. You need to go see it. In other words, you have come to Christ, but now you're cursed. You are cursed because you are believing and standing for things contrary to the word of God. And no matter what is preached, you are dug in. <laughs> Watch now. He says, you have a cloud of witnesses. If nothing else encourages you this morning, let me inform you that the Bible is telling you that there are so many people that have gone ahead of you who went through what you're going through and succeeded. He said, it's a cloud. It's not a few people. He said, it's a cloud of witnesses. They're witnessing God is faithful. He held me up when I thought I could not go on. He kept me. He helped me make it. Hallelujah. He said, they're cheering you on. Run on to see what the end is going to be. Hallelujah. I always remind myself, no matter how tough things get, I said, God is faithful. My feelings may not know it, but God is faithful and true. Hallelujah. Because this generation, the last generation went to hell, all right, to some degree. But this one, the Bible said that hell has expanded itself, meaning too many people are coming. They didn't even plan for. People are really stampeding into it. I've been warning people privately about Jamal Bryant for years, but now he's, he's, he's making himself clear. That's an antichrist over there. <laughs> I saw him bless a, a building in, in East Point, and the amount of bitterness that was coming out of him, I said, he must be praying to Satan. Because you can't be praying to God with this much bitterness in your prayers. Who has done what to you? You didn't even go through slavery. Not with your designer clothes. Eh? And $100 socks. <laughs> what you talking about? How can you have this much bitterness and you're preaching the gospel? Watch now, let me read it to you again. Wherefore, seeing we also have compassed about with so great a cloud of. He says, okay, but do you see that? He says, you are compassed about with a cloud of witnesses. He said, let us lay aside every way. So you, you have some things weighing you down. He said, now, now lay it aside. You notice? I can't do it for you. You cannot do it for me. Everyone has to lay their own stuff aside. He said, last side, every way, and the same which does so easily. 
Say, you know the things that you're vulnerable. Uh-huh. So those are the things you have to do for yourself. But now look, it says, looking on to. Now, it's easy for all of us to repeat it, looking on to. But ask yourself, how many times did you look to him this week? Watch. Looking unto Jesus is not praying to Jesus to meet your need. Looking unto Jesus is remembering his testimony and following it as a model for you so that when things get tough, you serve God anyway. He said, because it's the Lord Jesus that gave you the faith that you have. And the faith he gave you is the one he overcame Satan with. The hell and the grave with. Hallelujah. You see, he says, looking unto Jesus, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You notice, he said he ended up at the right hand of the throne of God. He said that's where Jesus ended up. But now, when they were spitting on him, did he look like he was headed there? When they were beating him, did he look like he was headed there? God doesn't tell you, this is a test. This is an emergency broadcast test. (laughs) He don't tell you, I'm preparing you for this or that. He just says, now trust me. Look to me. Rest in me. So when you're going through those tough times, it is you that need to remind yourself that you are being prepared for something greater. Whether you know it or not, he's taking you to a good land. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author, and the finisher of your faith. Watch. Who for the joy. You should be praying this morning, even as you are listening to me. Lord, show me what you have for me. Show me where you are taking me. So when I'm suffering, I can say, thank you, Lord. I know I'm going to a wealthy place. Show me, hallelujah, this cheer that you have for me. Because the world, we are mocking. They thought. They were done with Jesus. They got rid of him. They placed soldiers around his tomb. They put the Roman seal to guarantee that he would not resurrect. But he came out anyway. Okay. Maybe I need to say this to myself. Let me preach myself happy. You can listen in and I'll just celebrate by myself. Now, if you want to join me, you can join me. Fair enough. That means it don't matter what I'm going through now. It don't matter how tough it is. It don't matter how the devil has barricaded me. It don't matter how they're already celebrating that I'm not going to make it. But I'm coming out of this grave. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Look at what he just said to me. He said, there is an angel assigned to you for your resurrection. At the appointed time, he will show up and roll the stone away. Ah. Glory to God. Come on. Whether I'm walking out 
I'm hopping out like Lazarus. I'm leaping out. It don't matter, but I'm coming out. You need the word of faith to arrest every demonic assault. He said there was a joy set before him. That's why he endured the cross. He despised the shame. But now look at where he's seated. This is the same thing I'm telling believers. I said, I don't know why. When you go to use the name of Jesus, you're scared. Or you're double-minded. I say, because you don't know, so you're doing everything by your emotion. No. When I'm confronting devils, hey, he won. We have nothing to discuss. Jesus Christ won. That's why I'm saved. And I come here to enforce his authority. We need to bow or get out. Huh? Hallelujah. There's nothing to discuss. He said he sat down. Okay. You need to understand the nuances of the language. He said he sat down. He didn't say he's sitting down. He sat. You hear people say the set man. He is set in the heavens. Higher than the heavens as the king of kings. (laughs) Set is your position, your ranking. Hallelujah. That's why I keep saying, I tell Muslims, put your guns down. Come on, let your God and my God go to war. It will be a runover. It's a bulldozer and an ant. (laughs) Let's go for it. When Moses dropped his rod and it became a snake, didn't Pharaoh's magicians drop their rods? And they became snakes too. But there are difference between the snakes. Hallelujah. And this one came. Oh, okay. You guys got snakes too? Come. I'm hungry. Vroom. Vroom. And he swallowed up all the fake snakes that Satan produced. And then Moses picked it back up. And all their snakes... Hallelujah. Isn't it? So, when a man is carrying a staff of authority, the reason God will give it to him, he says, because there are many devils already conquered. When Moses held his staff, afterwards, all the gods of Egypt were in it. All the magicians of Egypt lost their staff of authority. That's why the church don't understand why God gives you some, he gave apostles, some prophets. Not every tongue they can hear. This is not the priesthood of all the believers. You are set in an office. And in that set is all the power and the authority to go with it. Because you've slain so many devils. And now in that authority. He said he sat at the right hand of God. One scripture says far above the heavens. All right. For five minutes. Let me go to the next segment. 
of the message I came to preach. Right, he says, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. You notice? He endured it. That's what has disappeared in America. We don't know how to endure anything. Anytime something happens, immediately you stop. It's the end of the world. You don't know how to roll with the punches. You don't know how to deal with things. He says he endured it. God did not deliver him, and he escaped. You're actually supposed to endure things. Otherwise, how would you become patient? Patience is learned. It is not a grace given by fasting. Hallelujah. Here's a little left foot of fellowship. That's why some of you, your food don't taste good. Because everything is cooked in a hurry. Oh. <laughs> Watch now. Because for your food to taste good, you got to plan on it. You have to marinate the meat. Mm. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you know, the, the, the talk about steak, you say it's aged. Don't you see? Is aged so that the seasonings have gone in. And when you cut it, it bends for you. But when you want to cut it, it's tough and it's talking back. <laughs> but but when, 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 when it's been marinated, and cook slow, he falls off the bone. Hallelujah. You see, up until now, you thought I was talking about steak. That's what God is trying to get to you. So that no matter how life rolls, you can still get the job done. Hmm? The grace of God is working in your life. Instead of somebody biting into you always, it's a fight. Everything is a fight. Everything. You can't take a correction. You can't. It is something. That's why there are no sons of God. Why is it that the Bible says that all creation are waiting for sons of God to show up? And this morning we have, we have millions in church. But there are no sons of God. That's really the, the, the mystery I wanted to leave with you. So let me, let me read a little more. He said, for consider him, verse, five, verse 3, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. You notice, he said, you should not be wearied and faint over every little trial, over every little correction, over every little thing. It's the end of the world. He said, you're weak and faint. In your mind, you have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Hallelujah. That's what I was saying to myself this week, I guess. That they're doing the blood test. You know, he said the blood is not coming out yet. That's why all these things keep coming at me. He says you haven't resisted unto blood. 
most of us, it's just a little irritation. Then you're already at the end. If I say you haven't fought until you started bleeding. I have to keep bringing the Bible to you. Otherwise, the American culture and TV will make you somebody you are not. You don't inherit eternal life by what they're doing. That's all because of money. If the guy would leave the gospel and, and he's going to LGBTQ+, friendly church, how is that a church? If the church is the body of Christ. And he goes there and he starts making noise. Is it not so that he can get more members? I can say some other things, but I don't want to get into a fight that is not mine. But I am glad that God is allowing these things to happen so he can deliver his children. I decree that God will release from new birth all the children of God in that place and transfer them to churches where they will hear the truth. I decree it from this altar in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. I empty the church. The church must be emptied out. The church must go bankrupt. In Jesus' name. Put it on TV. Hallelujah. You watch. He's going down. They will boot him out as the pastor when the whole place starts emptying out. Hallelujah. Enough is enough. I saw the bishop challenging himself. I wonder what's wrong with Atlanta. I said, ain't nothing wrong with Atlanta. We're here. It's just that these voices are louder. Have you ever wondered why the Bible will say that all creation are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. All creation, all created things. You mean the trees, the shrubberies, the grass, the birds, the animals, the deer you're hunting. And they're all waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And yet we have people everywhere, including those hunting the deer. Hmm. going to church, talking in tongues. Then why aren't the sons of God, yeah? why aren't they in, in manifestation? What is the problem? We have a generation nobody can correct. If God cannot correct you, he says you're a bastard and not a son. You're fatherless. You are illegal. You are not under a covenant. But if you receive chastisement, watch this, whereof all are partakers, nobody's exempt. Nobody, including me. Everybody that's a son of God is correctable. God disciplines, God corrects, God scourges. He said, then God will deal with you as a son. So why don't we have sons of God? It's a rebellious, self-willed generation. This past Sunday, you hear that message later. God said to me, 
when a man refuses the correction of man, you know that they've been doing that to me. And my grace has been covering them while they look legitimate. Then when they start exhausting my grace, that's when I send a man to reveal what has been hidden. So if something has popped out of nowhere at your church or on your job or whatever, and you're rebelling and you're angry and you refuse to submit to authority, God is exposing you, the rebel, in the closet. Who is preaching these things? You can't get good off from doing what I'm doing. But I'd rather stay true to what God is speaking to me <clears throat> than play the politics of this generation. I don't have to get big. All I need is just the resources to do what I'm doing. So long as God is funding me, I'll keep pastoring the few people I have and keep doing my best to get that well done, that good and faithful servant. That's all that matters. Not all these natural criteria or, or parameters for success. I'm not chasing success. I'm not interested. I'm not chasing after anything. I'm just chasing God. <laughs> I want to enter into the fullness of the glory. I want in my funeral, you can even touch my body and, and, and get resurrected or get healed. I want the glory to go in my bones and fuse permanently so miracles happen, whether in life or death. Amen. Are you ready for the glory to come? Then submit to God's chastisement. Submit to the correction of your pastor or your supervisor or anybody God puts in place to correct you, to help you become a son of God. That's the way to go. You will win in Jesus' name. Amen. Call today if you're going through a challenge in your authority relationships. 770-994-3777. Get in line. Get in order. God will bless you. The glory will flow. Miracles will happen for you. That's the missing link. That's what you don't know has been troubling you. Amen. Watch out for these circular humanist preachers that are not in touch with God. They are eloquent. They know how to, you know, stir up your emotions and make or, or rhetoric speeches. So God is showing them out. That's why they're teaching false doctrine and, and telling you these things. And I made a decree against this particular one in the Atlanta area. God will put him out. You watch what I'm telling you. There's no word from this altar that has failed. He must be booted out. In Jesus' mighty name. The kingdom is the Lord's. And no antichrist can have such a prominent place. Glory to God. 770-994-3777. May God touch your life today and visit you and bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come and worship with us on Sunday, 10 a.m. You can't be in a hurry to leave. Leave is not a one-hour service or 90 minutes. <laughs> it's a minimum of three hours. We are not in a hurry. I know somebody told me to shorten the service to 90 minutes so you can grow. I said, where am I growing to? No, we enjoy being in the presence of God and hearing the word of God. We commune with the Lord every Sunday. I preach two messages. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's only the grace of God I can fund that. How can you find two messages every week for 20 years? It's a miracle. Amen. It's a blessing. <laughs>
We love you. God bless you. Receive grace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God.